Reverend Joe Geary. We're your host of the Whitwin Podcast, whatever it takes, whenever it's needed. Today we're talking about goal setting. Goal setting is something that people do. It's something that people often fall off from. And if you think about it, why is it that some people from a professional setting or even a personal setting seem to accomplish everything they set out to do while others tend to fail or fall short of their goals? Joe, would you see this happening? I mean, we see it happen all the time, right? New Year's resolutions. That's a goal. Exactly. And a lot of people, like most people don't even set New Year's resolutions. Uh, A very small amount set New Year's resolutions and then an even smaller amount actually follow through with those for, I'd say, six months. And then an even smaller amount probably follow through the entire year. Exactly. And that's where, for one, people need to set goals. Especially in a business setting, you've got to set a goal. And typically what we see happen, though, is that people will do their business planning And they have some elaborate business plan. It's a 10-page business plan with a lot of great ideas, a lot of good material, a lot of thought went into it. And then they leave that business planning clinic or that strategy session, wherever it is, that business plan gets put in a drawer. They don't look at it again. And then halfway through the year, they're nowhere near close to where their goal is. So it's easy to fall off if you don't have a plan and a consistent plan and if you're not looking at your plan every single day. So what I often tell people is that with goal setting – The first thing is, if I have an income goal I want to hit and I put a business plan around it, whatever my income goal is or whatever my goal is that I've set, is my why strong enough? Because without the why, the how is going to be nearly impossible. Because if you don't have a strong enough why, a compelling enough reason to want to push you toward your goals every single day, chances are when things get a little bit tough, which they will, it's going to be easy to throw in the towel or just say, you know what, maybe my goal wasn't big enough. If I set a goal, I don't often talk about this, if I set a goal for $100,000, say, and I don't have a strong enough why to want to get there, what tends to happen is people start to settle. So I think you've seen this too, Joe. People will tend to start making justifications for why they can't get there. They'll start settling with, well, my goal was 100 but if I made 50 it's more than I made last year. Do you see that happening? Yeah, most of the time their goal isn't even really their goal. And I know it's something that you ask a lot of new people when they join our team. We have a sales team here, and you always ask people, okay, well, you said your goal is 100000 How would you feel if you made 90000 They'll say, oh, I feel good. Well, how about if you made 70000 Uh, You know, that's more money than I've ever made. How about 50000 Well, I'd be really comfortable. And, and typically we find out that usually what the goal they set isn't their actual goal. It's usually about half that or sometimes even less. So it's important, you know, number one, to make sure that you realize – you know, is your goal really your goal or are you just pulling a number out of your butt just because it sounds good and everybody else says the same thing? Because if that's the case, you're literally wasting your time. And when we get later on in this podcast, we're going to talk about, you know, setting up these metrics. And if you're just picking a random number, all of your metrics are going to be way off and you're just going to be shooting for something you're never, ever going to hit. Totally agree with that. And that's the important thing is what is the number? What is the target? If you're in a sales role, what's your target income that you want to make? Why is it important that you make that money? So oftentimes when I meet with new people, I'll ask them, if we're sitting here 12 months from now, and and again, we're in real estate, so I'll say, if if you're a real estate agent, and we're sitting here 12 months from now, and we're having a conversation, and we're saying, hey, that was an awesome first year, what's the income target that you made? And then they're going to put a number out there. And I'm going to ask them why that's important, because I really want to uncover what's going to push people to keep working toward their goal. Is the why strong enough to push them to want to hit their goal. And oftentimes, and I'll ask him, okay, if you, we sat here, if your goal is $100,000, and we just use $100,000 because that's the arbitrary number most people in real estate want to make for their first year. So 
what's important about that? And we just, to Joe mentioned, if we go back, if you made 75, if you made 50, if you made 40, if you made 30, if some people are like, no, 100,000 is non-negotiable, this is why. I need it because I want to do, do X for my kids. I want to put my kids through school. I want to get my kids a car. I want to, you know, like, I'll give you an example. My mom, handful of years ago, I don't know now, 10, 12, 14 years ago, uh, my sister, my older sister just got married. And like two weeks after her wedding, so they paid for a wedding. Big wedding, a couple hundred people, expensive, right? Cost a lot of money to have weddings. I don't know how much they spent, but it was a good chunk of money. Like two weeks after my sister's wedding got married, my younger sister got engaged. And my mom will tell a story. She'll say, I saw the look on my dad's face of like, oh, shit. You know, I just <laughs> spent a bunch of money on a wedding. Now I have to go pay for another one in less than in 12 months or however long it was. So she had a very strong why that year because she wanted to help financially pay for that wedding. And she crushed it. She had a massive year that year because her why was strong enough to really push her because her goal was how do I give my second daughter as, as equal to good a wedding as my first daughter and not have my dad have to worry about the financial pressure of, you know, how do I help him alleviate some of that pressure? That's a strong why. Now, the key is you have to have a strong why every single year. So if your why is strong enough, now you have to put into practical application, how am I going to hit this? And what happens is we, we read a book uh, last year. I think it was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, talk about the 12-week year. And this book really was one of the best books I read for the year because we implemented everything in it and started to make it happen. And what this book talks about is that when we set a goal, again, let's just use a number, $100,000. If I set a goal for $100,000 that I want to make it a year and January comes and I focus on, okay, I've got hundred grand of all year to make $100,000. I don't make any money in January. I say to myself, and people say to themselves, well, I still have 11 months left. Now, if I don't make any money in February, I say I still have 10 months left. And let's say I make two grand in March. And then I get to, and I'm like, well, I still have nine months. I can make this happen. I get to June, and let's just say I'm at, I don't know, 20 grand. Now, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, gosh, I've got six months to hit $180,000. I've only, in the first six months, I've only made 20. I'm 20% of my goal. I have six months not to hit 80. So I have two options at that point. I can either increase my activity and take more action and go push as hard as I can to get that 80 grand in the next six months. Or what do you think most people do? I can lower my target. I can start justifying my inaction by saying, well, you know what? If I made 60 grand, I'd be okay. So let's focus on that. Now my new target, I just cut myself $40,000. Do you see that happening, Joe, where people will justify? Yeah, yeah. And I think the biggest thing that the root of that cause is I think it's the lack of urgency, mm -hmm. especially in sales. It's not something where you're an employee and you're always going to have work to do. Well, of course, you always have work to do in sales too, but it's not something where, hey, you're guaranteed X amount every single week until you know you decide to leave here or you get fired. You're a salesperson. You create your own economy. You create your income. And if you're not urgent, that income is not going to come. Yeah. And we see it a lot where people set these big goals, like you talked about, $100,000, or if they're brand new, maybe it's $50,000, $40,000, and they say, Oh, well, I'm a new agent. I can take my time. I have, you know, all year or, oh, I'm 18 years old or I'm 19 years old. I have all the time in the world. And people will even tell you that. They'll say, oh, you know what, Michael, you need to slow down. You got all the time in the world. You're, you're a young guy. You don't have a family. Enjoy your life. <laughs> and then what happens is you're six months into the year and you're like, oh, shit, I'm $80,000 below yeah. my goal because of that reason that you weren't urgent. And that's what I feel like the 12-week year helps you implement is that urgency and not being relaxed and saying, oh, okay, I have all year. It's, hey, I need to be urgent. I need to get this stuff done right now, yeah. this week, or else I'm going to fall behind. Exactly. And I think it's that lack of urgency that creates the issue where so many of us, you know, look in June, July, October and see, oh, we're way behind our goal. 
and even if you 10x it, sometimes it's too late. Right. Because it's, it's sometimes you have to build that momentum to be able to create that income. And if it's too late, you'll have to try again. Yeah, and you justify your inaction. Yes. You're like, well, I had a better year this year than last year. Even though I was 50% of my goal, I still made more than last year. It's if your goal, your goal is your goal, and it should be a non-negotiable. It should be something where we're, we're going to hit my goal regardless, and I have to have a plan around that. And that's where, to your point, Joe, the, the urgency has to come with this. It's got to be, and that's what the 12-week year does. We're going to get into exactly what this is, but it creates a lot of urgency. Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, you can have the, the best business plan in the world. Like, great ideas are worthless unless they're implemented. Right? The marketplace is going to reward ideas that get implemented, not just ideas that are on paper. So what we do with the 12-week year is that in our industry, we know that about 20% of our income comes from the first quarter. About 30% of our income comes from the second, 30% in the third, 20% in the fourth. So let's just say hypothetically we're sitting at January 1st. If my goal is $100,000, all I'm going to focus on for the next 12 weeks is how do I make $20,000, 20% of my goal. So I have 12 weeks to hit 20 grand. That's all I care about. I'm not worried about the 100 right now. I'm worried about in the next 12 weeks, how do I hit 100 or how do I hit $20,000? So the reason we do that now is because we're breaking our year up into 12 weeks, hence the title of the book, 12-week year. Now, all of a sudden, each week becomes like a month. So if I have a bad week, that's like having a bad month in my 12-week year. I can't afford to have a bad month if I want to hit my income goal. And what we're doing is we sit down with all of our team members and we go through, all right, we have 12 weeks to hit our, our income goal. What are five action items that I'm going to focus on every single week that are going to allow me to push my business forward? So I'm not focused on a thousand things. I'm not focused on the, the 80% of activities that aren't going to give me the results. I'm focused on what's my top 20%. What are my five things every single week that are non-negotiable that I need to hit? So what are some things that we focus on? It's things like contact goal. How many people am I going to talk to? It could be things like how many people am I adding to my database? We know that you know that 10% of our database is moving every year. So the more people I can add into my database, the more potential opportunities I have to fill, fill my pipeline with. We talk about things like I have an appointment goal. How many appointments do I need to set every single week or go on every single week? So we're looking at five different action items or five, five not even action items, but five things we need to focus on every week that can help propel our business forward. Joe, what are some things? So Joe's done the 12-week year a few times now and has some really good results. What are some other things you focus on in your 12-week year? Yeah, so one thing I focus on, especially for myself being in the business for a few years now, is my follow-up completion because I know that you know people that I've talked to six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, eventually they're going to be at a point where they're either ready to buy or sell something. So for me, it's making sure I'm staying on top of my follow-ups, and then from that, the appointments will come. From that, the contacts will come. From that, you know, I can also go get nurtures and keep building off that. So that's something that's big. And most of these items that you're going to have on your goals, your your you can call them the mini goals for your 12-week year, or things that you can control every single week. It's not something that's remotely out of your control. It's in direct correlation to the effort and the work that you put in. If you're just going to sit on your butt the entire week and make one call or decide to come into the office for one hour a week or two hours a week and that's it, don't be surprised when at the end of that 12-week year when your goal is 20, you hit a grand or you hit nothing. And it's going to happen the same year after that, the same year after that. And then people are surprised and they say, well, I guess this just isn't for me or maybe I should try something else when you didn't even do the work and you set your own goal and you're not even following through. Exactly. I agree with that. And what's nice about this 12-week year is it puts a ton of accountability around what I need to accomplish every single week. 
and did I do it or not? And so what we do with our team is we, we sit down and we set the action items, five things we're doing. So Joe's point, if you're, if you're looking to do this, if you're in a sales role, this works with any role, with any job, honestly. It's not even just sales. It can work with any organization, with any role, with any, it doesn't matter what type of, of employment or job you're in. What are five things you can focus on every week that will push your business forward? It can work if you're an ops person, operations person, an admin, an assistant. What are five things you need to focus on? So to Joe's point, follow-up completion as well. So if one of my goals is, if, if I'm in real estate sales or any sales job, I need to talk to enough people. So what's my contact goal? I'm going to talk to 20 people a day or 30 people a day. So my goal is 100, 150 people. How many people am I adding to my database? Am I hitting 100% on my follow-up? We know that 70% of our business comes from follow-up. And it's a big thing. It's a huge miss in people's pipeline. If you look at it from a sales statistic, 2% of sales are made on the first contact. So many people, and I was guilty of this too for a long time, I lived on that. I would just constantly go after and chase new people, chase new people, chase new people. And I made a good business off the 2%. But when my business really started to take off was when I started to follow up with people that I had conversations with. And follow up a lot. It's not enough just to call people once or twice and say, well, they're not calling me back. We know that over 80% of sales occur from the 5th to 12th contact. So as I'm moving into my action items here, I need, if one of my goals is to have 100% follow-up completion every week, and what we mean by that is in our CRM, we have people that every are on workflows that we need to follow up with constantly. If I talk to somebody today, I'm going to have a workflow put in place that put them on a market report. I've got a certain number of follow-up contacts I need to make to them. I need to make sure I'm doing those consistently. So... If, if I know that 80%, over 80% of my business or sales are made between the 5th and 12th contact, I have to have a good workflow or campaign set up to where I'm going to be reaching out to them a minimum of 12 times to be able to convert them. So now if I have my five action items that are going to push my business forward, what we do is we track our numbers every single week. And we do in the book, they suggest this. It's called a weekly accountability meeting. It's called a WAM, W-A-M, weekly accountability meeting. Every Monday at 9.15, we sit down with a as a team for everyone that's participating in the 12-week year, and we pull their numbers up on our, on our TV, in our, in our conference room, our training room, and we go over how they perform for the week. So if my goal, let's just throw out numbers. If my goal was 100 contacts for the week, um, let's see, I wanted to add 15 people to my database. I wanted to set, I wanted 100% completion on my follow-up. I wanted to set one appointment, and I wanted to sign up one client. If those were my goals and I sit down in my WAM now and I made 50 contacts, I had a 50% in that category. If I, my goal was to talk to or add 15 people in my database and I only added seven, I'm at 50% there. If my goal is 100% follow-up completion and I only hit 50%, I'm 50% there. If I didn't set any appointments and I didn't get anybody signed, I'm at 0, zero. My score is going to be somewhere around 30%, give or take. Well, now I need to look at that and be like, how committed am I to my goal? If all of these, for the most part, what are the things I can control? I can control how many people I talk to. Because if I'm not getting a good contact rate each day, it just means I need to stay on the phone longer. I need to get out and get more creative. Maybe I need to go door knock. Maybe I need to hold an open house. Maybe I need to do different activities to get in front of more people. So I can control how many people I talk to. That's an effort metric, and that's what we talk about. I can also control how many people I add to my database. Because I know if my goal is to hit add 15 to my database, and I'm coming up on the end of the week, and I'm only at 5, I better get busy and go talk to more people, right? And then if I'm not doing all of my follow-up, that's an easy task that I should be able to accomplish every week. I can't necessarily control how many appointments I set every week or how many people I get to agree to sign up with me. What I can control are my effort metrics, though, and the activities that I'm doing to make sure I'm hitting that. So going back to that, if I'm sitting at a 30% for the week, 
I'm going to ask myself, and my team's going to ask me, how committed am I to my 100% goal? Because it doesn't look like I'm very committed. I put in half the effort. I can expect at best case get half the results. So now I know I need to pick it up. So next week, if I hit 100%, it's still not good enough because I fell short in week one. And that's where I talk about if you have a bad week in this scenario with the 12-week year, it's like you had a bad month. It's okay to have a bad day. You can't really have a bad week in this case. You certainly can't have a bad month. So we need to focus on every single week, how am I pushing my business forward? So, Joe, we've done this now a handful of times, and you've hit some big numbers. We've had Joe's hit, like, what, close to 30K in 12 weeks? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had agents hit $25,000, $27,000 in 12 weeks that are newer to the business, too. This isn't something where people have been in it 10, 20, 30 years. We've had people hit big numbers where they're hitting $10,000 months, and they're newer to the business. So since we started to implement this, Joe, how has your business changed? Or what kind of positive impacts, or negative even, what kind of impacts have you seen on your business? Yeah, so I, I'll start with the positive. So the most positive impact I've seen for myself is – it, it does not allow you to get comfort. And I've heard this from other agents as well that have been in it longer. Um, one example, Mary on our team, she's been in the industry for well over 10 years. Um, and she was with different organizations before she joined here. And, and she even says to us that, you know, after she would get a, a big listing or sell a listing, you know, she'd be done for the week. She'd be, she'd feel good about herself. She'd feel good about her business. She'd take her foot off the gas. And then, you know, when that house sells, then it's time to start working again. Mm-hmm. So what I love about the 12-week year is it prevents that from happening because we know that when that happens, you're going to get on the roller coaster of success. You're going to have some huge peaks and you're going to take some big dips and some valleys. So what this prevents is it prevents that stop, go, stop, go, stop, go, where you can have momentum the entire year, which is awesome because the more momentum you have, the more that builds on top of each other. So that's what I love because even if you're having you know a great month, even if you're going to make 20k this month or you know 10 grand next month, you're looking directly at hey, what am I doing this week? Is my score good? Is my score bad? Because that's how you can tell whether or not you're going to be winning in 60 or 90 days from now. Yeah. Because there's a direct correlation between what you do now and what your life's going to look like in two or even three months. So if you're having shitty performance now, expect shitty results in six. 60 days to 90 days. Yeah, what we do today shows up 60 to 90 days from now. So you're right. It keeps the focus on how do I keep pushing forward every week and not get comfortable because that's the other thing we run into is a lot of people in sales roles, they get comfortable. They start hitting a higher income than they've ever hit before. They start having more money in the bank. It's good as the enemy of great, right? So it's, it's if I start getting comfortable, it's because I feel like, oh, I can take off my foot off the gas now. Money's coming in. Life's good. We don't want to focus on that. We need to focus on not that I'm having a good month or a good week. How do I have a really good year? How do I have a really good career? That's the biggest thing right there, what you just said. How do I have a really good career? Yeah. Uh, because we were talking about the other day that anybody can have a good year in yes. any type of sales. Like it's easy to come across, you know, a good jar of luck or mm-hmm. come across, you know, three, four, five clients that, you know, make it worth your while. And then after that though, it can all fall apart. And then you find yourself, you know, a year from now. You know, looking at your bank account, and you're like, shoot, what happened? I'm yeah. broke. I got to sort over. Yep. Yeah. It, t- you see these flash in the pan type people. They have a great first year. And then they abandon the activities that they started to do that got them to that point. They think I made it. Oh, I'm good. Oh, business will just keep flowing in. I don't have to stay consistent with my lead generation. I don't have to keep doing the activities. We see it all the time. Even with new agents, they start doing the activities they're supposed to do. They start to get their business off the ground. They focus on their business. They abandon the activities that got them there. Then they wonder why their business starts to fall off. 
with implementing the 12-week year, and that's why I love this book, and I love the results we see from our team, with implementing this, it doesn't allow you to fall off. It keeps you focused on how do I have a good year? How do I have a good career? If my goal was 100 and I made 125,000, that's awesome. How do we continue to keep pushing to go do more? Right? And, and then people will say too, like, oh, it's not all about money or this or that, which I agree. It's all about the income goals you set. If you do a 12-week year and your income goal is 30 grand, that's great. It's not about how much you make. It's, it's what are your goals and are you pushing toward making that happen? Are you pushing every single day to get better? And that's what I like about this is there's no hiding behind it. If your income goal is truly what you set it out to be, this will help you hit it. At the end of the day, we live on an economic planet. Money is important. Without money, you can't do a whole lot. Joe, when you don't have any money and you're living in your parents' basement, could you do a whole lot? No. Yeah. Not, not a lot at all. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Living in, yeah. At 22 now, making a north of 100 grand. Are you able to do more? Yeah, yeah, most yeah. definitely. It's nice to be able to have more money than before. Absolutely. You have the freedom, the flexibility to go do things you want. Yes. Right? Investing in the right things. And that's what we talk about. I mean, the definition of wealth for me is to be able to do what you want, when you want, with who you want for as long as you want. That's not going to happen if you don't have a plan. If I have a plan and I can execute and focus on earning a good income and then use that money to put into other things to start generating and building me wealth, then I don't have to work the rest of my life. I don't have to worry about being the person that's 65, 70 years old that's worked 30, 40 years of their life and still can't retire and enjoy it. So if you're thinking about right now, if you're not hitting your goals and it's important to you that you do, I suggest you pick up this book for one. It's called The 12-Week Year. It's written by Brian Moran and Michael Lennington and start implementing it. If you don't have a team or you don't have a support system, find somebody to hold you accountable. Find somebody else that's also focused on wanting to hit their goals. Give us a call. We'll help you too. You know how to reach out to us. Give us a call. We'll help you with this. But when we started implementing this as a team, we started to see better results. We also saw people fall off from it. It's not for everybody. People fall off. You've seen it, Joe. Yeah, and one thing I wanted to say is, so before our team implemented the 12-week year, we used to track our numbers, but what happened was those numbers were basically pointless. Yes. Because we, there was no like intense focus around those numbers. It was just, hey, track your numbers, and that was that. There was no track your numbers because of this. Right. It was just track your numbers. So now it's... it's a direct correlation it's hey track your numbers and we're going to look at it on monday yes. track your numbers we're going to look at it next monday so it's an extremely focused effort to make sure that you're on track to hit your goal versus just drifting through the year and knowing the activities to do doing them sometimes but not knowing how much you're doing and not do knowing if you're doing enough so that's why i love this because you know if whether you're not you're on the right track to hit your goals or if you're way off track and how you can course correct. And on the flip side of that, if you're a leader of an organization or if you run a sales force, this is a great way to weed out the salespeople that might not be a good fit for your team or that might need to readjust their goals. Because if they're coming in week after week after week, 50% on their goal or 60% on their goal, well below 100%, obviously they're not putting in the effort that it takes to hit their goals. So it's one of two things. One, their goal's too high. Number two, maybe what they're doing, sales, it's not the right fit for them. Maybe they need a real job because they're not someone who can stretch themselves, they can grow, and they can push themselves to be better. That's fine. Sales isn't for everybody. Yeah, agreed. And that's where this this will, will point out, and, and it, for me too, it's, it's a personal accountability. If I show up every week with a 50% and I'm happy with that, there's probably an issue there. Right? Like my goal is not my goal. If my goal is 100 or a million or whatever the number is, it's, it's my effort's going to get me halfway there. So... And it, it points out, to Joe's point, it's just an extreme accountability around doing the activities we need to do every week that will help us achieve our goal. 
And so that's what I like about it is that, to your point, Joe, we, we've always tracked our numbers. And if you're not tracking numbers, you, need, you should start doing it. There's nothing that will help you more than knowing your metrics and knowing what I need to do to get better. Like for me as an individual too, if you're, or even just for anybody, if you're a brand new real estate agent, say you might have to talk to 100 people or 150 people to set an appointment. And that's fine. You're new. As you're refining and working and sharpening your skill set and getting better at scripts, that number could drop drastically. It could be 50. It could be 20. It could be 10. So knowing this as well, if I'm talking to 100 people every week and I'm not setting appointments, I know I have a scripting issue. If I'm talking to 100 people every week and I'm not adding 10, 15, 20 people to my database, whatever the number is, I have a scripting issue. If I'm, if I'm not setting any appointments, I can then focus on I need to get better at scripting. So you can look at these metrics too and use them as from a coaching perspective if you're running a sales organization where you can help put more focus to help agents. Now, if you have people on your team, if you're running a sales organization and their numbers are zero every week, you can't really help them. You can't yes. focus. You can't force somebody. You can't go to their house and wake them up and drag them in here. Like, mm-hmm. Nor would you want to. You need yes. to find people that are motivated, that want to get better. But if I'm constantly focused, if I have people in my organization that are hitting goals, I can support that. I can help them get better. If I have people that are doing the activity, but they're not getting the results they want, we can coach to that and help that. But we can't help somebody that doesn't want to show up. We can't help somebody that's just not going to put their numbers in. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Because that happens too. I forgot to put my numbers in. If you can't do something as simple as track your numbers, then your goal is probably not your goal. And it's probably not important to you. Therefore, it probably shouldn't be important to the person running your sales organization either because they're not going to force you to want to hit your goals. Your goal is what you want to hit. But the point behind this is that once you start tracking this, and if you haven't implemented this or you haven't read this book, go do it. Try it. Try it for yourself even first. Try to start tracking your numbers. Focus on five things that can push your business forward. So let's give some quick examples of that again. We mentioned a few. Number of people you talk to. Number of people you add to your database. Follow-up completion. Number of appointments set. Number of agency agreement signed or, or and this is within just think of this in, in in relation to whatever your sales organization is right we're just talking in regards to real estate right now what else can we do number of like open houses that you want to hold number of people you want to door knock that could fall into a contact goal what else Joe, are other things yeah i mean even like, like outside it could be how many emails are you sending out to you know prospective <laughs> buyers for your product or you know sellers or whatever it might be you know how many uh posts per week are you making on social media so so there's so many different avenues that you can go and that's really the point of this as well is there's a part in the book where it talks about you know the reason why you set your metrics and you set them at the very beginning is so that you stay focused because so many times in business especially real estate there's so many realtors that you know sales people that try to find the shiny object or that magic bullet and to be honest there's not a magic bullet and there's not a shiny object it's just consistency and discipline and that's what the 12 week year helps you implement and it helps you stick with those five items that you pick you pick those five and you stick with them the entire time yes. you don't switch them up you don't you know adjust them the only reason you would adjust them is if you're raising them if you're hitting those goals consistently week after week after week and it's easy for you and you want to push yourself harder and you want to push past your goal then raise your goals but you never want to lower them and you never want to just change them drastically in the middle of it. But say after you finish that first 12 week year, there's something called the reflection week, the week following the end of you know that year where you look back, you see what your results were, you see how close did I come to hitting my goals and you can see what adjustments could I make on my effort metrics. Are there certain things or certain activities that I could do differently? Are there certain activities I haven't been doing that I could bring in that could help me? So that's the week where you can look and reflect and see, did the items or did the actions that I've been doing, did they help me get closer to my goal or did I not get closer to my goal? 
Good point. So here's the thing. Everything he just said is spot on. And if you've been thinking about this or you're, you're frustrated not hitting your goals, you really owe it to yourself to try this and to implement it. I can tell you this. It works. We've had people hit high incomes. Here's the thing. We're on our third 12-week year from the time we've read this book then we implemented last year. We're on our third 12-week year, right? Third? Yep. And I'm okay. excited to see what happens in a full calendar year. Exactly. Yeah. So we just wrapped up our first quarter. We're in our second 12-week year right now of this year. And here's the thing. Joe's on his third 12-week year. He right now has closed and pending very close to what he closed all of last year. Yes. So in the first three months of this year, he's done about he's about 80% of what he finished out with last year. Did it in the first three months. So think about the power behind that. That's compounded effort of call it the last nine months, right? Three, six, nine. Yeah. Last nine months, essentially, of compounded focus and effort has led him to having massive and explosive start to this year. Now, people can be like, oh, that's luck, that's this or that, that's, oh, he's so lucky. You hear that all the time. The more success you have, the luckier you get somehow, right? Everyone thinks you're lucky. Mm-hmm. It's compounded action and focus every single day and having really good weeks. Now, have you had some bad weeks occasionally? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I've yeah, had some that are horrible, but You, you fall everybody off does. here or there, yeah. but you course correct immediately. And that's what's good about this is if you had a bad week, you course correct, you, you acknowledge it. Yeah, look, I wasn't focused. I was focused on current service and current business. I just got lazy. I did this. You, you focus on it and you fix it immediately. You don't allow it to go a full month or two months or six months. It's, dude, I need to get my stuff together now. I fell off. I'm back on. I'm realigned. I'm back to hitting my goal. And that's what's nice is you don't see many people hitting two bad weeks in a row. They'll have a bad week occasionally, but then it's boom, back on it. Of course, Compounding correct. those weeks. Yep. Yeah. Compound, 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 which leads you to having an explosive first quarter of the year. He's done almost more in business in the first three months, which is statistically supposed to be the slower time for us, than he did all last year. He's going to crush his goal this year, his income goal, probably make twice what he made last year, if not more. And they're big numbers. This isn't like he made 20 grand last year. He hit over 100 grand last year. Good hit north of 200 this year. And, and you don't see the results right away, too. That, mm-hmm. That's the part people need to really think about when you do this. And that's why a lot of people think it doesn't work, because they do it for – you know, 12 weeks and they're a brand new agent or they've never really had any structure before and they, they don't see any progress immediately and they say, oh, it doesn't work. Yeah. I'm going to go back to my old self or what I used to do. Yeah, in the book, I think he calls that what, the valley of despair? The valley of despair. They go yeah. back to that valley. Yeah. So yeah. that's the biggest thing, especially if you're someone who's brand new to real estate. This by far is probably the quickest way to get your business up and running and it's the quickest way to build confidence because we all know that when you're brand new to a business or sales like you can't expect your business to go off the ground on day one or even week two it's going to take some time to build that but at least you can see small wins here and there you know if you're hitting your contact goal every single week if you're hitting your nurture goal every single week those are small wins and those will help you build confidence so then when you start do seeing success that will just keep building on it exactly So focus on the things that you can control, and that's what I tell people. Get 100% of the effort metrics every week. I can control how many people I talk to. I can control how many people I have in my database. I can control 100% of my follow-up. Focus on the things that you can control, and it's going to compound into a massive business. The valley of despair is like what we talked about a week or two ago about the dip. Yes. You're excited about this. Hey, I'm doing this 12-week year. It's worked for other people. I've seen people making big incomes from it. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Then reality happens. You get busy. Things start happening. You start getting clients. You start figuring things out. You're not getting the results that you want in the first week or two weeks or three weeks. And you start to get a little bit, you know, a little bit demotivated. With this, focus on it, doing the right activities week after week after week after week, and you're going to see it happen, and you're going to hit a massive income goal. So I hope this helps. 
anything to add, Joe, before we wrap up? Yeah, so one thing I want to add real quick is that, like we talked about, the 12-week, it's, you know, each week is a month. So look at it on a day-by-day basis. Each day is a week. Mm-hmm. So you need to treat each day like it's a week. So don't just come into the office mindlessly say, oh, I'm going to make some calls today. Hopefully I set some appointments. No, have a plan. Have an itinerary. Hey, prioritize and execute. You know, say, hey, I need to talk to 10 people. I need to talk to 100 people, however it might be today. Make sure that's at the top of your list. Get it done. That way you know, hey, I'm going to be on track to hit my goal at the end of this week or quote unquote at the end of this month. And then that way on Monday when we look at my goals, I'm going to have 100%. Absolutely. Because a lot of people will just go through the entire week and drift through. And then on Thursday, they'll say, oh, shoot, I'm way behind. Mm-hmm. I'm going to catch it up. And then they fall in the valley of despair. Yes. So make sure you're urgent. So the, the big theme of the 12-week year is discipline and having urgency every single day to get closer to your goal. Because the more urgency and the more discipline you have, the more you'll get out of this. Exactly. I agree with that. You've got to set goals. You've got to have urgency. It's like, uh, what was his name? Denzel Washington said. He said, dreams without goals remain dreams and often lead to disappointment. Goals on the road to achievement require discipline and consistency. And that's what this 12-week year does for us. It gives you discipline to do the activities. Well, it instills a, a, a value behind why you should have discipline. You still have to do it. You have to show yes, up. Yes, you have day. to have the discipline, but it, it shows why it's important. Yes. And it gives you the consistency. If you do these things consistently, it may not happen in your first 12 weeks. You may not just light the world on fire in your 12 weeks. The key there, though, is am I making progress? Is my business pushing forward? Is my business in a better spot today than it was 12 weeks ago? And if the answer is yes, you're doing the right activities you need to keep focusing on, and the money will follow. And before you know it, you're going to have months like Joe's had where it just explodes but it's the compounded consistency and discipline of doing it every single day, not just doing it when he felt like it. It's easy to do things when you feel like it. It's easy to get out of bed when you feel good. It's easy to make phone calls when you're happy and upbeat and things are great for you. It's another thing when life's crashing all around you and you got tons of stuff going on and it's hard to focus. That's when you need to really get focused though and really be disciplined to do the things you're supposed to do to keep pushing your business forward. But if you stay consistent, you're going to see this thing and you do this thing every single day, and you hold yourself accountable to it, and you get your sales organization to start doing it, you're going to start winning more. And that's what it's all about. How do I win? How do I push my business forward? How do I have the best business possible and not get comfortable with having an okay business? Hope that helps. If you have questions, reach out. We'll see you next time.